Texas, your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. Tonight, anything goes. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is ask the question. We're going to get to those questions in just a little bit. In fact, we're, I've got a ton of them tonight, so uh, I've only got a couple things, and then I'll get right to your questions. Lots and lots of misinformation going on about taxes right now with the big tax law change. It had big, big implications and impacts on the trucking industry, but there's a lot of bad advice already. Um, I am on top of this. I've been reading the tax bills. I've been conferring with other CPAs, other tax preparers. I have uh, somebody helping me out that is a former IRS agent and is also studying this new tax law intensely. So I'm running all of my ideas and my calculators through them to make sure I've got this right. Uh, Taxes are confusing. It's easy to, to mess up on this, but I'm seeing magazines in the trucking industry posting stuff that's just wrong, and it's causing a lot of confusion. So I'm working to try and, and get out good information and keep everybody from making mistakes and being confused. One of the ways that I'm trying to keep that organized and all in one place We'll be publishing a lot of this on our website, Let'sTruck.com. I'm going to be putting out an ebook. We're going to be doing weekly conference calls to help people. We can certainly do your tax and accounting work for you, but I've started a Facebook group, and it, it, a lot of people are on Facebook, so it's one place where we can keep the, the, the stuff that I'm writing so you can go in and find it in there, the... Um, the articles that I'm posting are in there, and you can ask questions. I'm answering questions. Uh, Mark Sullivan, who I just referred to, he's a former IRS agent. He is a tax consultant in the trucking industry now. He works with a lot of fleets on per diem issues. He is volunteering his time in the group, and he's answering a lot of questions, so I want to thank him for that. Um, So if you want your questions answered or you want to read what everybody else's questions are and see the answers. I've posted examples of how this is going to affect your tax return. It's all in that group on Facebook, and it's an open group, free. Just here's what you need to do. When you're logged into Facebook on the Facebook search window, not Google, but on the Facebook search window, type in understanding the new tax law in trucking. The group will come up. You can join it. Um, If you forget that, you could scroll through my personal page and you'll find some links to that group. The problem with looking on my personal page is I sometimes post five, six, seven articles a day, and it's sometimes hard to find things on my page. That's why I've created this group. 
So go on over there, join the group on Facebook. We'll answer your questions. I will be announcing some weekly conference calls, and of course I'll be answering a lot of tax questions here on this show as well. Uh, Lots of stuff going on in the industry, but I've got uh, calls just piled up on hold, so we're going to get to them right now. We're off to Mississippi. Ashley, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for helping me today. Uh, 80% of my energy right now is going into my accounting and bookkeeping part of my business, the other 20% being continuing education with uh, your class and the audio books. Good. So I'm Good. hoping you can get me squared away because I thought I, I, I thought I thought I was on top of things, but I was listening to Saturday's podcast and I'm sick to my stomach because I've entered all of 2017. This is the first year, complete year, that I I, I have as being an owner operator. I list all my settlements match in profit gauges, but what I did wrong. And I'm wondering what procedural steps I need to take to correct 2017 so they, they're accurate and so I can move forward before I start 2018 is this. Uh, the maintenance accounts, the reserve accounts, the escrow accounts. So basically it shows like if you looked at my tax report, it would show I had basically I'm rounding up $12,000 in, in, in maintenance. But in actuality, I had like five and seven of that in the reserve accounts. So what do I need to do to correct? Am I going to have to start from scratch? No, or no, no, how do no. I, how do I yeah. rectify this? So it we, actually, yeah. We can make this really simple and maybe even simpler. And the reason that I say that is without looking at your account, there's a couple different ways you can enter things. And if you did it one way, we might actually go in and be able to make one change and fix this. That's possible. The other way, which isn't even all that bad, is we just go back through and open up each settlement and make the correction. And even that wouldn't take very long because, you know, what, 52 settlements, we could knock this out pretty quick. Um, What you're going to do is you're going to take anything that goes into maintenance, reserves, or escrow and you're going to reclassify those as retained earnings. So your settlements will still all balance, but that retained earning money won't show up on the business report or the tax report because it's not really an expense. It's still your money. So your, your best bet is to um, contact us, our, our tribe care team, either call them or send them an email, and we can even get on the phone with you and help you fix this. Okay, great. I was sick to my stomach like all the, all the hours I spent. I'm going to have to go over and start from scratch. Now, <laughs> uh, you and, know, I, I And could, will that affect my, my... Go ahead. So I gave you the way to correct it in profit gauges, which is what I would recommend doing because it's not very hard. We, we've made the system really easy to make changes. But there's another low-tech way you could do this. You could simply go through your paper settlements or whatever you have, add up all of the money that went into escrow and reserve, and just make one adjustment. That's kind of a lower tech. And you wouldn't even have to make the adjustment in profit gauges. I would recommend that you do so that your business report is accurate for you to look at. But literally, we could make that adjustment on the tax return itself. We would just look at, like you said, 
there was 12000 Will you go in and add up what the reserve money was for maintenance? And we just subtract it from the 12000 before we do the tax return. I mean, that's the low-tech way. But fixing it in profit gauges is really simple. So th- this is not a big deal. Well, well, will that affect my net profit per mile and cost per mile when yes. that's adjusted then? Yes. yes will that will. have any... Okay, because... I want to make sure I, I'm squared away so before I enter 2018, <laughs> I got the right – once I get something, I get it. But it's just yeah. learning how to enter the, you, the information, and it's you know that, confusing for that, me. That's the most – that's probably our number one issue that confuses people. And, and it's not profit gauges that confuses it. Profit gauges actually makes this really easy. The problem comes in is because carriers move all that money around on your settlement. They have reserve accounts. That's where the confusion comes in. Um, but once we show you how to do this, you're going to go, oh, well, yeah, that's easy. So um, this is not a big deal. We can get it straightened out, and then going forward, so, you'll have it right. So would, would, would this classify as a rate, retained earning as well as, like, um, uh, the pet deposit? Like, I had a $1,500 yep. pet deposit in a in an escrow account that was capped off at $700, would that be retained earnings as well? It, it, retained earnings. So here's the thing. If the carrier charged you, they could call it a deposit. And if it's potentially refundable, then yes, we would call it an escrow because it's still your money. Now, maybe someday it won't be, but we're not there yet. But if they say clearly that it's a non-refundable okay. deposit, if it's non-refundable, then we could call it an expense right now and not retained earnings. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Yes, it does. That makes perfect sense. Uh, last question I'll let you go is uh, what constitutes moving forward for tax purposes for, for the category of uniforms? What classifies as a uniform expense? So here's the IRS wording on this, and, and it's clear as mud. Um, the IRS basically says if a piece of clothing is suitable for everyday use, then it's not a uniform. That's, that's all the clarification they give us. What we take that to mean, and that's what the IRS code is all about, how we interpret it, is if you have a logo on it, that's a uniform. And I'm not going to wear my, you know, company logoed shirt to dinner. Now, I might, but that, that's not how they classify it. So if it has logos, clearly uniforms. If you buy work pants from a work store and they're, they're clearly uniform pants, we're going to deduct those things. This is one of those areas where we have lots of room to interpret. But, you know, if you buy a suit and you're going to use it to go out on sales calls. A suit is suitable, no pun intended, um, to wear anywhere, a wedding, dinner. So that would not be deductible. Hopefully, that clarifies it a little bit. We'll be right back. Stick around. Kevin Roth.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Lots and lots of calls on hold, so we're going to get right back to them. Let's go to Texas. Fred, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Gosh, sounds like you better open up another lane on this year's uh, CMC there, bud. Boy, you ain't kidding. Uh, and <laughs> on this tax step. Yeah, as, as busy as we there are, we're, we're getting ready to launch the, this year's CMC. So uh, taxes, I think, will be a big part of it, and tax strategies. Yeah, I, I get a percentage of that because I told you that, don't I, if you open up another lane? <laughs> That's right. The check's in the mail. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, there you go, buddy. Hey, very quickly, I think I understand. I got a lot of a lot of good stuff today. Um, I'm a, always been a company driver. Um, I I'm going to pay the fifteen hundred dollar fine this year because I don't have any insurance. Uh, I'm, can you say on twenty eighteen's filing the uh, fifteen hundred dollar fine for not having? In other words, if I'm not getting insurance this year, my filing for this year. On um, you know, for, you know, would go away. Is that correct? The, 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 the fine in in twenty eighteen when twenty eighteen there is still a fine, a penalty for not having health insurance starting on January first of twenty nineteen. That goes away. Okay, so that means it. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is the not this kind, not the one, not the taxes I'm filing now, but the next set of taxes yes. I file, I could possibly be in, having to pay in something. Yeah, so you're getting to ready to file your, down, correct? Yeah, you're getting ready to file your 2017 tax return right now. There's a penalty for not having insurance on that tax return. And then next year at this time, when you're getting ready to file your 2018 tax return, there's going to be a penalty still... And then finally in 2020, when you're getting ready to file your 2019 taxes, the penalty will be gone. Okay. So uh, I, I guess, again, on, the, on the, the next set of taxes, not this one, the next one, I could, because I cannot complain, cannot deduct for them, I could possibly have that. I'm probably looking at going to have to pay pay in instead of getting something back. Potentially, potentially, yeah. Taxes are so complicated. I don't ever try to predict if somebody's going to have a refund or have to pay in because, yeah, Yeah. But there's let's don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, but let's just speak in general terms. There's a very good chance that your tax bill will go up for 2018 un- unless you're working for a carrier that will reimburse the per diem. Yeah, I've already brought that up and they just laughed at me. <laughs> well, you you may get uh, yeah. you, you know, may get the yeah, last I'm, I'm, laugh. Yeah, you may get the last laugh on that one because with all the competition for drivers, reimbursing per diem could mean an ad- an additional three or four thousand dollars in a driver's pocket. So I think the the carriers are going to have to wake up and rethink their attitude about that. Let's uh, let's go to Oklahoma. Hal, welcome to the program. Yeah, Kevin, I'll get right to it here. I uh, I called the your tax girl today. And I have 
a couple of trucks leased to me. You know, I make a percentage off of them, and I charge back their tags and insurance and stuff. Right. And I, I haven't done my 17 profit gauges because I didn't know if I need to put them in my profit gauges, and she suggests we set up one for multiple trucks for each one of them, but I still don't understand what I'm going to do with the income that I'm making off of those trucks. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure that I would... be at? I'm not sure that I would set up additional profit gauges accounts unless the guys that are leasing to you want to use profit gauges, you could do it that way. I, I wouldn't recommend that. I understand why she said it, but I wouldn't recommend that. What you're going to do, though, is... So how do you cut a settlement to them? Are, are you deducting anything out of their settlement, or is it just a straight, here's how much I'm paying you and you're on your own kind of thing? No, I, I I deduct their fuel and their um uh I deduct their uh a five a percentage that I make off of them. Well, now one let, of them has a trailer. Let me let me clarify. Rent, rent, renting a trailer from me. Okay, let me clarify one of those things. So you answered my question. There are some deductions being taken out. The percentage you can ignore. You don't have to show that percentage anywhere. Because all you're really going to show is how much you paid them. We don't care what that percentage is. That's your money anyway. So the, how are you doing a settlement now? Do you have a spreadsheet? Do you have a software program? How do you create that settlement to your contractors? No, I don't have a spreadsheet. I've I thought we could do it all on profit gauges, but I guess we can't. No, no. So I, I, I mean, profit she gauges. Does, she did make out. She makes. She makes out. She makes out a weekly settlement that shows their gross, their five percent out, uh, their charge on their fuel, and their insurance, and their tags, and and their and their deductions, and, and so we don't have it put in anything we just got have those settlements yeah. there and that's why i don't that, that makes sense know Here, what to do with them for 2017 got it here's what i would recommend i you know i want to keep this simple you profit gauges is definitely designed for having your own authority i mean it works well for that but when you start contracting and you could have drivers that would work but when you start contracting other owner operators we've moved into a different arena and that's when you would start looking at software that, that like TMS software, transportation management, and it gets confusing and you add modules. And, uh, you know, with a couple trucks um, leased under you, what I would do, honestly, is take her handwritten sheet that she's doing every week and have somebody program a spreadsheet for you. That's not that hard. I mean, you could hire a college kid that'll do that for next to nothing, and it won't take them long at all. Um, that way, a lot of the math is done for you. You're going to have a lot less mistakes, and, and all the numbers are going to be in one place. Then the other thing the spreadsheet would do for you is we could create a summary page. And from that summary page, you would only have to make a couple entries into profit gauges, and you'd be done. Okay. Okay, but the the money I receive 
from, we, we haul for three or four brokers. The money I receive for them, it all goes into my profit gauges. Yes. Then? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's all your... So somehow I've got to expense that out of my... Well, you, you will, and that's kind of where I was saying... Somehow the, I've the, got to expense the, that. The spreadsheet is where those numbers are going to come from. So just to give you an example, once we're in profit gauges and, and you had you know, all of this stuff you paid the independents, you had that summarized, and again, I think the spreadsheet is the best way to go, but then when you're sitting down at profit gauges, you're going to say, and I'm going to talk about one load, but you would do this for the whole month. That's why the spreadsheet's so valuable because it'll do all the math for you. But you're going to say, okay, look, I took in right. ten. Th- let's just talk about a month. I took in ten thousand dollars for this contractor. He ran ten thousand dollars worth of revenue. Well, the the revenue was all yours to start with, so that goes into profit gauges as revenue. Then you're going to have an expense category, and that category may say just something like truck number, and you know you whatever that truck number might be in your system, you know. I paid $8,000 out to them. That's an expense now, so that you're not going to get taxed on the money that went to them. You're only going to get taxed on the percentage you took out of each load. And then we would have to deal with things like fuel deductions and that kind of stuff. So uh, if if neither you or your wife are, are really strong in kind of accounting principles and, and spreadsheets... This is where I would hire somebody to at least get you set up, to write that spreadsheet, to create the flow, and then once you see it, the entry into profit gauges is really simple. But you, you've stepped up to the next level of accounting because you now have contractors under you. That, that adds some complication to this. Right. Okay. So, but I will expense those on my expenses. That's I understand. Absolutely. That. Yep. I'll expense those. But yeah, I'll have truck one on one. Exactly. You know, and I paid him this. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So this may be the time where, like I say, you you hire a college accounting major, and you know, pay him four, eight hours to come over and go through these things with you, set up a spreadsheet, make a couple entries into profit gauges, and then once you see it, it's pretty simple. We just have to get that initial flow set up correctly. We'll be right back. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. 
I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. You know, I've been doing the tax and accounting thing in this industry for a long, long time, since 1990. I've never seen anything like this. It's the perfect storm. For owner-operators, rates are up, freight is spilling off the docks, we got a big tax cut, but that also means it is so critically important that you stay on top of your accounting and you have a tax preparer who understands this stuff. We can help you with all of that. We have software online. We could do all of your accounting for you. We offer that service as well. We can certainly do all your tax work. But just make sure you're, you stay on top of this. Don't let January slip by. If you don't have an accounting system, get one. If you don't have a tax preparer right now that understands the trucking industry and understands this new tax law and is developing strategies around this new tax law. I've said this before, but this is important. Knowing how to fill out a a tax return correctly is not what you're looking for. Clearly, you need that. But everybody, or, or boy, I would hope so, everybody that's charging to do taxes should at the very minimum know how to fill out the form correctly and not make a mistake. But that doesn't make you a really valuable tax preparer. That requires you to go to the next level. The tax preparer should be developing strategies. I review a lot of tax returns. I normally don't find, you know, mistakes, nothing major anyway, little stuff here and there. Most people that fill out tax returns do it correctly. But what I see on almost every single tax return I review are missed opportunities. They're not taking deductions for personal vehicles. They're not taking deductions for paying their children to work in the business. They're not taking deductions for their vacations. Yes, you can. They're not taking home office deductions. They're not paying their spouse so that we get the the double per diem sometimes for having a spouse, whether she drives or not. The spouse does not have to be a licensed CDL driver to get a per diem deduction. If they're on the truck, we can do that. Even if they're home, we can make them part of the business and still add some deductions that you weren't getting before. If you are married, we can set you up so that your health insurance is deductible as a business expense. You can't do that unless you set it up properly. Your other medical expenses could become 100% deductible under the right plan. So those are the strategies that I see missed almost every time I review a tax return. Nothing incorrect about the tax return. They're just not taking advantage of all of these deductions. And that means you are paying thousands of dollars too much in tax. So not only do you want to work with somebody who understands the rules, everybody should do that, but you want to work with people who have developed tax strategies. That's what we do. So we will continue to educate you on those strategies, what is deductible, so that you can look at your own return. Now, I am also reviewing tax returns 
free right now. I'm not sure how much longer I can continue to do this because tax season is getting really busy. The easiest way to find that form so that you can submit, uh, not only will I do a tax review of your current tax return, I'll do an analysis and show you what's going to happen in 2018. So uh, the easiest way to find it is to join my group on Facebook. And this is where I'm trying to help people stay on top of this, answer their questions, and avoid all this confusion I'm seeing in the industry. So once you're logged into Facebook, use the Facebook search bar, not, not Google. Use the Facebook search feature, and I'm going to give you the words, so you either want to record this or write it down as I'm saying it. Search for Understanding the New Tax Law in Trucking. That's my Facebook group. It's an open group. I let everybody join, and I'm posting examples in there. I'm posting articles. I'm posting IRS codes so you can see it. Uh, If you have a current tax preparer and they're good, you can show it to them. Um, I've run this by IRS agents. I've run it by former IRS agents. I have tax consultants helping me with this. We're double, triple, and quadruple checking the facts and the numbers. We're on top of this. So the, the Facebook group, you'll also, right at the top of the discussion, you'll see a link to submit if you want me to do a a free tax return and an analysis for 2018. So let me get back to some questions. Let's go to Tennessee. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, First, I want to say thank you. I noticed that uh, you started putting the shows, especially the weekend show, on YouTube, and you kind of did that quietly. Uh, yeah, actually, the, what happened was we developed our own app. We have our, our own app where you can listen to the live shows, you can listen to the pre-recorded shows, you can listen to all the past shows. And one of the features we programmed into that app is the fact that it also sends that show to YouTube. So that was kind of how it happened, and I, you're right, I haven't even really mentioned that. I kind of forgot that feature was in there. Yes, that's awesome, because I'm a YouTube guy. Uh, now, I have a quick comment for the guy that's uh, one step short of a TMS. I don't need a TMS because I'm uh, just a one truck, but uh, I found Google Sheets. It's free, and uh, if you just find a secretary and you write everything down on paper, how you want it to look and perform, the secretary can turn all that information into a spreadsheet like you were saying. And uh, what's the benefit of that is if you throw your rate cons into Dropbox, and you put enough information in the spreadsheet, you can very easily find brokers that you work with in the past in different cities and stuff, and it's a, it's a great tool, especially when you start growing and you don't quite need a TMS yet. Yeah, that is a great recommendation. You, you are absolutely correct about all of that. Google Sheets is an online spreadsheet program. Um, I use something very similar called Zoho, Zoho Sheets and Zoho Creator. Same idea. Uh, Google Sheets are great, and the integration with Dropbox, that's all uh, a really great way of of getting that done at almost zero cost. I agree. Now, uh, I wanted to get to, I was hoping you could take a look at my numbers. I spoke to you this summer um, when you canceled the CMC 
Uh, I knew I wanted to get my own authority at some point, but I wasn't ready uh, to do it without taking that, that CMC uh, course. Uh, so I wound up uh, getting involved with uh, Kenny Long, and it's probably the best thing, best decision I've made Good. over at Patriot Star. Um, if you look at the fourth quarter, uh, I do everything, uh, build relationships. I've got uh, two uh, brokers. I'm, I'm to the point now that uh, I can start looking for direct customers because now I understand how to do that. I've learned how to book towards loads, um, which was something I could not do when I was at Landstar. It was a struggle to bring the revenue up. But uh, the first week, I had uh, somebody hit me head on. It wasn't my fault. And uh, in September, I don't know if you were able to open up the different tabs or not, um, I laid out quite a bit of money to make that repair. And in October, the insurance check came in. And I'm wondering, is that revenue or can I count that as a credit against uh, my maintenance cost? Well, it... it it doesn't matter. Um, technically, it's revenue, but it will be. It will offset the maintenance cost in the other direction. I mean, it's going to increase your revenue, but then your your true expense from that accident will be deducted from that. But I, I would enter it as revenue. That that's a, a cleaner way to do it. So you just whatever they paid you. Put it into your total revenue and profit gauges. Any expenses you had for repairs or, or any of the other things, you would put in expenses. Okay, so I did it the other way. Uh, I put in it as it, a credit, so it kind of skews the, it, the percentages, but it looks right. If you did it that way, that's okay. It's not going to hurt anything. It, it, the end result in on a tax return, which is what you know, we always have to think about. The end result on the tax return is exactly the same. So, if you've already entered it that way, I'd leave it that way. Okay. Now, can you look at the the fourth quarter? Now, because of what I did with crediting it towards maintenance, it brought that maintenance number down to uh, like seventy something cents. Yeah. So let me, uh, let me address that when we get back from this break. We'll do that right after this, and we'll get to more of your calls and questions. Speaking of questions, I can't possibly get to them all on the air no matter how many hours I do. That's why we have a Tribe Care team. You can always call them, 855-800-3835. Help with your taxes, help with accounting, whatever you need. 855-800-3835. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rowe. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. Boy, these shows are flying by. We've got so many questions. I'm going to get right back to them. Let's uh, let me make sure we got these. 
Oh boy, my uh, my switchboard here is uh, looks like a Christmas tree. It's all lit up again. Let's go to um, Texas. John, welcome to the program. Happy day, Kevin. What can I help you with today? Good day, Kevin. Oh, my man, I was uh, about that uh, the quarterly uh, estimated taxes for, say, 2017. Uh, uh, of course, I haven't done any of those, and uh, <laughs> today's the 15th. I'm wondering, uh, uh, just go ahead and say, hypothetically, say in 2016, if my taxes were 5000 spent, say, 5000 today, uh, would I be... Uh, I'm eligible for a penalty, which is what I'm looking for, or so do I need to pay 90% of what I anticipate that, that I will be taxed, uh, paying in tax? So, yeah, I do. And, you know, we could get into a whole long discussion about how estimated taxes work because this confuses a lot of people. But I'm going to address just your question directly. Here's what I would recommend doing. What I would recommend doing is the year's over, I would make my number one priority getting all my numbers together and getting it to my tax preparer. Like right now, I wouldn't even wait to get all the tax documents in. I would put together everything you have, give it to your tax preparer, because if you get in this time of year, they usually have time to turn that return around quickly. We could turn it around in a couple of days right now, I would think. And then you're going to know the number. Now, the number technically isn't due till April 15th, but you should have been making estimates. But as soon as you know that number, then it's going to be the real number. And then you just decide, you know, if you've got the money, just pay it and be done with it. Um, so rather than, you know, try to guess and send them a check and then do your tax return and then have to reconcile it, just we're close enough. A couple more weeks on that penalty is going to be nothing, nothing whatsoever. So I would just say get your stuff together. Plus, that's just a big incentive to get your tax return done early, which is always a good idea anyway. Yeah, and uh, I just wait for those bozos. I mean, uh, waiting for them to give me my 1095A. <laughs> The, so when I go in there, I've got all the complete, everything needed, you know, for the, for the, the tax preparer. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Now, you said 1095A? Yeah, from the Affordable Care Act. You know, I've been paying oh, yeah. that insurance or got what, uh, I guess you call it insurance. Yeah. That, that, in order to, uh, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't wait for that one. Like I said, the I would just get it to my tax preparer right away. You know, you can let them know. Look, I don't have this form yet or okay. this form, but it's your tax preparer could calculate ninety five or ninety nine percent of your tax return without that form anyway. Then as soon as the form gets in, you finalize it. But you would know a number. I mean, you would be really, really close to an exact number, and then you can just send that to the IRS and not mess around with estimates. Okay, so 
So if the fifteenth, if I was to pay them a hypothetical number, and I know I know you don't like that, and, I, and I'm going to get away from that in 2018, and I will go see them as ASAP, like you said. But it won't, won't, if you pay it like by then or February the first or or March the fifteenth, isn't you don't have to pay that penalty? Is that correct? Or, no, that, or that I'm already. That's not the correct. Going to be sticking Let's that. So we will go back and clarify how estimated taxes work. So during the year 2017, which is what the tax return we're talking about right now, you had your first estimate should have paid by should have been paid by April 15th of 2017. Then your next one, I believe, was June 15th. Now I'm not accounting for like weekends and that kind of stuff. Um, June 15th, then September 15th, then January 15th. So you should have made four estimates by now. If you've made none, technically, and the IRS doesn't always calculate this correctly, but the way they should do it, and the way they can do it, and they might, is they would go back to April 15th and say, well, you should have paid this much, and then the interest and penalties start accruing. Then they go back to June and say, okay, on June, you should have paid this much, and they can start calculating interest and penalties. And then September, and, and now January will pretty much be on time if you make that payment. Sometimes it, it's, they miss this, but I, I wouldn't count on it. Um, they can and more than likely will charge you interest and penalties for not making the estimates. Now, I, all righty, well, we're getting there. All right, good. Uh, if you need any help, by all means, give us a call. Now, I will tell you, because I've heard this thousands of times um, when I talk about taxes, guys will call me and swear, oh, no, I never pay estimates and I don't pay a penalty. Yes, you do. Most tax preparers just calculate it right into your tax return and they don't even tell you what the number is because they get tired of explaining it over and over and over. You, you, the IRS, if you owe a certain amount, if you're self-employed, you should be paying estimated taxes four times a year. That's another thing that uh, a lot of tax preparers just don't stay up on. You've got to do that if you're self-employed. Otherwise, you're going to pay interest and penalties. And you may not think you're paying it, but uh, you will be. All right. I am going to get back to the phones, and I lost a call somewhere on the switchboard. Where was that? thought I was going back to somebody, and I couldn't find it because my switchboard's kind of a mess. Now I don't see the... Uh, I don't see it in there. Roger in Pennsylvania. Have we talked yet? No, we haven't. Okay. Boy, my switchboard just lit up like a Christmas tree, and I got confused on which calls I was at. So what can I help you with today? Uh, quick question. I think it used to be a gray area, but uh, if you own the corporation and you are an employee driver with taxes taken out and everything, are you able for 17 to do the per diem? Yes. Now, here's how in, in 2018, that doesn't change. That's the good news for owner operators. Here's how we do it. So if you own the corporation, if you're an owner operator, but you have a corporation, you're obviously um, 
an owner of that corporation, we have the corporation pay the per diem or reimburse the per diem to you as an individual. That way, the corporation takes the... They can pay the full amount, $63 a day. That's how we get the biggest benefit. You get, as an individual, you get all that money tax-free and you don't have to even show it anywhere. The corporation gets to deduct the 80% of the per diem they paid out. That, that's the way to get the maximum benefit for the per diem. Okay, so I basically, this year, I need to start paying myself per diem check. And then the corporation can write the per diem check off at the end of the year, 80% of it. Correct. And, and as far as the money you receive in per diem, okay. it, it doesn't show up anywhere on your personal tax return at all. Okay. So, okay. And uh, question two, with your, uh, with your tax accounting, my taxes have uh, rental properties and stuff like that on them also. Uh, how would that come into play? Are you more strictly just the trucking? Oh, no. We do all kinds. We have a lot of people that own farms, so we do their farm uh, schedule. We have lots of people with rental properties, so we do their Schedule E. Yeah, we, we can do tax returns for anybody. We specialize. I mean, we only take clients that own trucks or drive trucks. But if they have other businesses, yeah. many times they're... Maybe their spouse, you know, is a Mary Kay representative or their spouse owns a store. We can do all of those things. We specialize in trucking, though. And in order for us to take a client, you have to be in trucking. Then we'll do all the other stuff for you as well. Yeah. Okay. All right, sir. I believe that that helps me out a little bit. All right, good. Thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for all the calls and questions. We will continue try to straighten out all the myths and misconceptions around this new tax law and how it affects trucking. I'm all done for now. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. If you have any other questions, call our Tribe Care team, 855-800-3835. We're really swamped. If you get voicemail, please leave a message. We always return calls. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.